Discussing documentaries. Today we are talking about Life 2.0 and we have our third guest of the show. So I'd like to welcome to our studio here. Oh, the wheels have fallen off already, Matt. The wheels have fallen off. I'd like to welcome to our place Johnny Wardlow. Hello, Johnny. Hello, Matt. Thank you very much. Is that the usual intro you do? No, it's different every time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's the the intro is normally terrible. Absolutely terrible. So I'm on par. It's okay. It's making me Um, think how bad were Ricky's intros. Like they haven't haven't got him to do it instead. You know what? That was shit, but you should hear his one. What what I, what I worry about is if you annoy Matthew in this, he'll go into the edit and make your voice sound ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Rick's in with a zinger already. You, uh, you just pro- to give Johnny his proper introduction, Johnny is a comedian. Uh, he's based in Brighton and he gigs with myself and Rick. And he is an incredibly hardworking and a very, very funny man. So, Johnny, I'm so glad you could be on, genuinely. you. I, I've spent more time with you in the last... I think six, seven months than I have with my missus. Wow. And bear in mind, I've been locked at home with her. So, um, so that's to be yeah. fair, she has been paying me to spend more time with you. So that's that's very nice, isn't she? Yeah, she did say to tell Johnny the checks in the post. So, uh, oh, that, yeah, it's, it's lovely. It's Thank you. That that was a <laughs> see that was a good introduction. That was straight go. in. It was sincere. Loved oh, yeah. it. Oh, oh, mate, you're one of my favourite people. So, Thank um, you very much. And also, did you recommended we watch this documentary? Is that right? Oh, I don't think I did. I I thought it was Ricky. Ricky, oh, was it? no, this was this was one of my picks. Yeah. Oh, so it's your fault, Rick. Okay, lovely. Oh, my fault. Yeah, and there's a, there's an interesting link between Johnny and the discussing documentaries podcast. Initially, this was supposed to be myself and Johnny doing a <laughs> podcast during, during during lockdown. Yeah. So we took. <laughs> We, we took around about three months to do a practice run, yeah. and then at the end, you 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 can go, Johnny. You can talk. I, uh, all this I is one of the problems. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the problems. Was it? But it was a, it was very funny. I mean, I'll be honest. Like I've heard a bit of what you've been doing, and it's good because you do actually discuss the documentary in it, which I think is quite an achievement. We and Rick never managed that, but it, it was very funny. Well, there was a moment at the end of our first uh, sound test where he went, so do you want me to send me my audio to you, Rick? I went, no, I sent it to you. <laughs> and then there was a, oh, <laughs> neither of us are going to edit this. It took, it took so long. Apparently the problem Rick said to me, went the problem with mine and me and Johnny doing a podcast, there was no Matt Wills. There was no Matt Wills. There was there, there, there <laughs> definitely was no Wills. It was just us um, talking absolutely. We talked a lot about the movie Scum. Have you seen the movie With Ray Scum? Winston. Yeah, that's the reason I'm not in prison. But this is what I mean. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know how that sentence was going to really? end. Really? Oh shit! Yeah, I saw that when I was about fourteen, and I I wasn't a tear away, but I was leaning that way. And I watched the um, the greenhouse scene, and I was 
I was pretty fucking good from there on in. And I knuckled down at work like you wouldn't believe. I threw myself into working. I'm glad you said that because I was wondering, did it put you off prison or were you meant to be doing some kind of dodgy job and somebody went, do you want to watch Scum instead? And that saved you. Well, we'd already, um, I mean, we the pound coin had only just recently been released and we were already fabricating and making our own pound coins from by gluing two five pence pieces together and spraying them gold and passing them off in like the local disco. How old are you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think by the time this comes out, I'll be about a week away from turning 50. Wow. So, uh, you remember you before... Wow, you cheeky bastard. <laughs> I can't remember before the pound coin. I mean, I I feel insulted when I meet people, you know, who, who can't remember a time before the internet. But you remember a time before, before the pound coin. Yeah. The pound coin. Before people had eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I the never world did was a... black and white. I never did any counterfeiting, but when I was younger, I was a bit of a stoner. And I think when I was about 19 or 20, I got really stoned in my room. And it was just one of those things where you, you really start, you want to do something, but you're bored of everything. You're bored of your video games. You're bored of your movies or whatever. You haven't got any friends around. So I found like an old jar of two peas of coppers. And I decided to sit down and work out the exact year they aged the queen's head. This was the thing. <laughs> How I wow. spent my year. And it's amazing because you can see actual years like they... And I think the last one... Well, when I did it, the last time they'd done it was like 1998. And they'd added like an extra chin for her. And I thought that's amazing. Who gets to decide that it's about time the Queen has another chin? That must have been incredible weed you were smoking. Oh, it was super. It was super yeah. weed. But this... Oh, that... that... Johnny, that right there is that is not far from like I would completely imagine Matt turning around and telling me in the car that's what he's doing right yeah. now. <laughs> this is this is up there with he's found a YouTube guy that knows how big Tie Fighters are, <laughs> and now he's seen Metal Ball Studios. Don't, don't disrespect Metal Ball Studios. <laughs> I'm Man. disrespecting them right now. <laughs> oh so my god! Is, imagine this is a shot across the bow <laughs> for this. <laughs> It's like when two lovers have started talking in their own kind of, you know, special language. And I'm just sat here going, do you two, do you want me to leave? Anyway, my point is 1998 was a really bad year for the Queen. Wrinkles, okay. double chin. I've got a penny jar. I'm going to, if I'm bored over Christmas, I might do that. That's yeah, you've you got to get stoned first, Matt. Otherwise, it's just going to be you uh, looking at coins. Three years you know, you clean. Got... Yeah. <laughs> the drugs are an important part to that. I didn't just, you know. Yeah. There is that. Anyway, this uh, is what happened last time we tried to do a documentary. We yeah, never okay. spoke about the film because of me. So as Johnny Johnny touched on an interesting point of saying when you're bored of your computer games, because this documentary is about people who do not get bored of their computer games. This is Life oh, 2.0. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Matt, you got any facts? I've, I've got all the facts here. So the documentary is called Life 2.0. It's from the See, year 2010. You, you never did this shit, Johnny, did you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you work shy fucking bomb. Now you're a guest. That's, that's more boring than looking at 2P coins. Like, what's he doing? <laughs> looking at the credits on this a Netflix a like. documentary. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, the provider for me was Apple. Rick, how did you watch it? Uh, Netflix. Yeah. It was on Netflix. Yeah. You paid for it, didn't you? 
I couldn't How find do you it not on find it on Netflix? You type in life. Do you know how Netflix oh, works, Matt? I know you. I don't think I checked Netflix. A lot has changed on. since the I must first pound coin. What, what are you checking right now? Do you think we're lying? No, I'm just wondering how I missed that. I'm normally really good at this sort of stuff. Hang on a second. <laughs> oh, I'm going to. Ah, shit, man. It's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah it's on Netflix. Oh, Christ. How is that not in your facts? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of research? Yeah. Shit research. First the shit introduction, now the shit research. Oh, mate. This is I bet it. your pound um, coins were well, the director. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, we made about six grand. It was all right. Uh, we didn't really. Um, so the director was Jason Springarn-Koff. I've got no idea on the money. The Accolades, it won the Jury Award for Best Documentary Feature at the Philadelphia Film Festival in 2010 and was the official selection at the 2010 Sundance Film Festival. And here's the blurb. This feature-length documentary follows a group of people whose lives are dramatically transformed by a virtual world, reshaping relationships, identities and ultimately the very notion of reality. And that was written by Jason Springarn Koff, the director. So, Rick, as always, mate, you pick this one. Lead us in. What'd you pick this one for? Well, it was the one that was a little. Oh, I know why. I know why. Well, you hit me with it, Matt. Why did I choose this one? It's classic cult month, and we were struggling for a third cult. So we said the cult of this. Let's let's do that. So welcome to Classic Cult Month, episode three. Oh, that's a happy accident, but uh, <laughs> that's not why I chose it. <laughs> Damn. Again, this is the OCD I'm having to deal with. Since I named a month Classic Cult Month, I'm getting messages not too frequently, but more than I'd like about needing to find another cult documentary. (laughs) But this is because I, for the past two weeks, maybe three weeks, have a full-on addiction to FIFA right now, which is the football game. Like I have got it bad, so I remembered... This was a step away from that so I could watch it and maybe address some of my own behavior, which um, I only watched the documentary. It finished. You guys set up at seven. I finished the documentary at five past seven because I was trying to get (laughs) because I was trying to get to 300 (laughs) wins today. (laughs) What time did you go to bed last night or early this morning? Oh, I'm about three, four in the morning every night, no matter what. If I'm addicted to something, I don't sleep too well. Yeah. Right. You, Johnny. Time you go to bed. What time did I? I went to bed about half past one. Sweet half past one. Fell asleep about what in the yeah. morning? Jesus, yeah, I'm an adult. I do. Yeah, you do, you don't have that ongoing joke you've got with your girlfriend with us. I'm afraid. <laughs> no, I went to bed at half nine. Half nine. Yeah, but you're old, Matt. I am. I feel it. By ten o'clock, mate, I'm done. Tell you what, this is when you lot said seven thirty. I'm like, no, not at night. Surely we go. Re- you've already had your dinner, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? Of course I have. So you I have my dinner, dinner at six o'clock. Nine at six o'clock. Yeah. Well, well you just wanna... after neighbours like that. You want? <laughs> <laughs> well, you want four hours between going to bed and eating. You need. Yeah, that's you know. that's that's true. So actually, I, I apologise. Yeah, at least right. So um. If I could eat earlier, if my missus would allow it, I'd eat at like 
free of clock. <laughs> <laughs> and that'd be it. I'd be done. So what she's like, she's like, no, four hours, Matt. <laughs> oh, mate, if if I could talk her into going to bed, I'd go to bed at nine o'clock. No problem. Really? Oh, wow. God, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What, what, what time do you get up? That's why I struggle when I gig. Like, if, if I'm not on stage by nine, I'm fucked. Oh, if, if this podcast... I'll, I'll open. I'll go first. Once we break past the hour mark, Matt gets really cranky. Like, if you listen to our Fahrenheit 11.9 episode, by that point, like, Matt goes... I mean, you've, you've been around Matt enough. He's the nicest guy you'd ever fucking meet. He's like, hey, everyone's lovely. Do you hear Jock Jack the Ripper? Oh, I know, but he was once a great caretaker at a school, I hear. I mean, you, you can't blame everyone for everything they do. Then past an hour, he's just like, fuck Michael Moore. Why hasn't he fixed the world? Now, fuck these kids. Fuck the Parkland shooting kids. I don't <laughs> I, I like I like the fact that you're describing doing a podcast with Matt. It's like doing like filming one of the Harry Potters when you've got all these kind of child regulations. They're only allowed to work a certain amount of time. They have to have their tea by 530. Otherwise their mum gets angry. They've got to have four hours before they go to bed. You know, it's very much like that. Um, Right, now on to the right, and obviously my job here is to, to keep us on track. So Second Life is a virtual world. It's a bit like a real life version of The Sims, but you play a character yeah. that's you, right? Um now I've never done anything like Second Life. So uh, Johnny, have you? Um, have you no. lived in a virtual world? First of all, let me open this podcast by saying that I really didn't like the documentary. Like I thought it was really boring. <laughs> Yes. It reminded me if like one of those old, you know, like that when Netflix first came out and it didn't have anything on it, but then somebody would find some obscure documentary. Something like like have you ever seen King of Kong or Kong the one King about of Kong. the guy? Yeah, yeah we've King of Kong. It. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you've done that one. Yeah, so it reminded me of that, but just not as good. And I all I could yeah. think of when I was watching it because the graphics that they're playing like, really they're bad, really, really yeah, shitty. Really, and all yeah. all I could think was, have these guys? Haven't they played God of War? Like, God of War is a really good game. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, you, you run around, you axe people, and your fiancé won't leave you if you're playing God of War. Like, she'll just hide it from you. But, yeah, um, I mean, no, I've never... I've got sucked into... Um, I've got sucked into games before, but not to the extent yeah. that these Johnny. people told me a great story because it was Red Dead Redemption during lockdown one. And he told oh, me yeah. a brilliant story about that. If you wouldn't mind repeating that one on it, because he fucking oh, okay. Yeah. So beginning of lockdown, I, I got Red Red Dead Redemption 2. And I got really into that. And me and Rick were, were, um, were chatting about it. That was basically all I had to talk about was Red Dead. But I wanted to think, um, I try to remember the story. So basically, there's a thing like you ride around in Red Dead 2 and you get kind of like you go and collect your bounties and stuff. You know, you go and collect a bounty on somebody and then you take them to the local sheriff. And I was riding through a field one day, Matthew, and I just saw this woman (laughs) screaming on the back of a horse. And I I thought, these guys have a bounty and what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and shoot them in the face and steal their bounty. So I ran, I rode over, shot them in the face, stole stole their bounty with this woman, put her in the back of a horse. And I'm riding along with her, and she's just mouthing off at me, just going, I can't believe you're doing this. Like, who the hell do you think you are? And you can do this if you think if you press the circle button, you, like, backhand whoever's on the... 
back of your horse. This isn't sexist because it doesn't matter who's on the back of your horse. You just backhand them. So I was backhanding. I go, shut up. Oh, that, that's that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fine. Hang on. Uh, how do you back? So how do you, if they're... Oh, you just, lean, the you just, the you just lean back and punch them. You, you just backhand behind you, Matt. Like, oh, okay. All right. You know, Jesus. I didn't have to go into this much I'm detail. I'm an Atari Wick. kid. <laughs> Wick was like backhanding a, a woman behind you. That's fine. I know <laughs> exactly how to do that. I want to know details. Yeah. Anyway, so I do that, and I ride off to take her to the local sheriff. But when I ride into town, all the villagers start complaining, going, oh, my God, I can't believe it. It's a kidnapper. And the sheriff comes out of his place. He starts screaming, kidnapper. I, they all start shooting at me. I have to ride off like like a maniac. And then I realised what I've done is that she's not a bounty. There's these two guys who kidnapped her. And and I've I've gone off and confused her for a bounty, and I remember I just rode off. But you're bringing it... her back to town, surely you're the good guy. But she's tied up on the back of my horse. That's not how you return to kidnap victim. <laughs> Generally, if you ever find somebody that's kidnapped, before you take them to the police, Matt, untie them first. <laughs> we'll get frowned upon. Definitely don't backslap them as well. Yeah, that's don't also be backslapping them. Going, oh, oh, thank God you came. But anyway, I ended up stopping after I got away from the village trying to kill me. And I was just in this clearing in this small forest with this woman on the back. And I kind of took off my horse. And I was just looking at her and I didn't know what to do. So I just shot her in the face and rode off. <laughs> <laughs> but what Why? I love about that story is her. she's had the worst day. She's been kidnapped <laughs> by these two guys. This guy's come over. He... Then kidnaps her again, backhands her. She gets into the village. She thinks she's going to be saved, but he rides off. And then there's no reason why I couldn't have let her go. Um, could have just left her in the forest. You know, is she no, a real person her. or is she a computer generated? No, it's thing. not. It's not. It's not like somebody that it's lives in a like basement with life, their parent yeah. or something. It's, yeah, that's no, just, no. just a character in a game. Yeah, so she's she's ones and zeros. Yeah. She's not real. Yeah, it's a proper waste of time. There's no, you're not bringing happiness to anybody else's. Because you mentioned Red Dead Redemption there, Johnny, you might like uh, the video that Metal Ball Studios put out that I watched the other day where they did the different sizes in maps and the size of the Red Dead Redemption map compared to, say, the Halo map or the yeah. uh, the Sims map or the, um, what was Vice City? What was that called? The Grand Theft Auto maps. They yeah. had the different sizes of the maps. The Red okay. Dead Redemption ones, that's a fair old size. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. A pretty, it's, but that's what I mean. Yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty good game. And then you watch this piece of shit that people yeah. had given up their lives Life to play. And yeah. I, I couldn't relate to it in, in that way. I was like, I don't, I just turn it off. So, Rick, have you ever been a, have you done the second lifetime not thing, second life no world. no like those games the open world ones i i need some kind of rules or structure that you have to try and perfect in a game to play i can't deal with open world like uh, similar to right. red dead redemption we had a, a one of the grand theft autos and i've got a mate who's all about it like he made friends in grand theft auto and he made like a, a mob that went around did bank jobs and he, he pestered us to join him and play with him so me and my flatmate at the time said, all right, so he rang us up. We joined in the game. It took ages to link up and get the stuff like we're on the same game as him. And he's like, right, okay. So we get in this car and then we drive to the other end of this map, which took a fucking eternity. And when we got out of the car, since I was bored, I just stabbed him in the neck. <laughs> 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 and he never rang back. <laughs> 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 
He literally, he got, he got to the front of his base or whatever. He's like, listen, when we go in, don't be a dick to people, all right? Everyone's nice and friendly. <laughs> and then that was, that was it, yeah. And is he dead in the game for forever? Then? Nah, no, no, no. It's not like Dungeons and Dragons or he... are out like that. He, he'll just respawn again and go and do his thing. But it was just so, like, since the graphics and, like, the movement of it is so dark... It was just funny that uh, he was just talking normally, like the South Park. Like, okay, now when we go inside there, and <laughs> so Rick's got him. <laughs> I think what Rick's foreshadowing there, Johnny, is me and you need to watch our fucking backs when okay. we're working with Rick. Yeah. You're all right, mate. I always need a lift home. As <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, Johnny. Johnny wants to watch his fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm always very nice to Rick. Um, so I agree with Johnny here. I thought this was a terrible documentary. Now, bear in mind, it is 10 years old. So, you know, you've got that to contend with. So I wonder if that guy's and... playing for 21-year-old now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get to it from the off. One second. So we'll start it off. So it, it, it's not... A... This is very similar to the Dungeon Masters ones and a little bit mixed with no, King of Kong. Not. It is a, not even close. It is a depiction of crackpots that are addicted well, to their own little community. So you st- I, did you not find them all very lonely? Yeah, they all lived in basements. This was the thing. Every yeah. single one lived in a basement, and it was like that episode of South Park. Where they're yeah, all World of Warcraft. World Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all in basement. But that, that's actually what it's like. And there's a bit at the end where um one of one of the one of the, one of the people uh, the woman that sells loads of her clothes in the market, she makes like shoes and stuff on uh, Second World, um, and sells them all. And then she goes Asri to Vegas. Yeah. So she goes to Vegas to have a party with some of her online friends. But every time one turns up, it's like another person that looks like they've just lived in a basement yeah. for the last twenty years. And she's like and they're always like big busted kind of women in biker wear and loads of tattoos is, is their kind of avatar. And then they all turn up. Um and I won't dinner describe ladies. Them, but they do <laughs> Yeah, they dinner ladies. Thank you, Ricky yeah. Warren. They're they're dinner ladies who have skived work to play second life in, well, in their parents' the first, basement. Is... The first people we meet is um, it's the it's the people who have met online. The couple, I just call, I just knew Amy them. Good and Blunty Burblinga. Yeah. What was his name? Oh, Blunty their real names. This Stephen Amy is their real names. Yes, like. that's yeah, yeah. the one. So. Yeah. So he first off, because he goes, yeah. So we're not committing. This is emotional adultery. Okay, we're not doing anything. And then he gets off the plane, and he <laughs> is the first thing he does is straight on camera in a kisser. Like she kind of pulls yeah. back a little bit. It's like love actually a little bit when she's waiting from the thing. But he is around her and not like he's looking because they're like we've been talking online for six months and they got footage of them online of like. Press enter now and we hug. And then they're hugging. And it's just like if you use Thunderbirds puppets to simulate sex, as they're doing for like all night with each other. And then you see him when they're coming out the airport, he has a spring in his step like, I have had an erection since October. <laughs> yeah. But he's really clingy, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, like really all clingy. over it, yeah. Yeah. He's not. It's not clingy. He's just groping her. I mean, yeah. you kind of beat around it. He gets off the plane and he basically can't believe his luck. And his hands are just 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it would be disgusting if you've been dating for a year, but I mean, he's only just met her. Yeah. Um, but no, he hasn't because he's been speaking to her for years on this game. Yeah, so he that's knows true. Her in some respects, he knows her really well, right? Yeah, I, but that's in some respects. You know, real life and virtual are very different. Which is that that and, and that again, I out. think that's an interesting story to follow between them. Now the problem is with a documentary like this. This is great if you come across it and you go, ah, oh, that was a little bit weird. I enjoyed it. When when you held it during a pandemic just before Christmas at gunpoint to watch this and make notes on it, this is when you two tend to fucking, you know, revolt a little bit and go, I think this is crap. <laughs> I don't think this but is a bad one. It didn't one. help that I paid it didn't help that I paid three pounds forty nine for the privilege. Yeah, I don't know how you oh, missed no, it. On Netflix. I, but that's yeah, that's my fault. I that's, watched it uh, for fair. I don't think you can tell me and Matt that we're wrong to think it's bad. It's, like it was bad. I thought it was funny in parts. Is what I honestly did. Um, oh, I, I don't know. I empathy. My empathy went up to eleven. I was. I just really felt for those people. They all seemed. They all seemed damaged in some way. And then they were escaping their real life to hide in a virtual world where there was no and there's no point to that virtual world. And I'm I'm not shitting on it. It sounds like I am, <laughs> but I'm not. So they'd go to that virtual world and pretend to be themselves like the, that couple who met at the airport, Amy and was it Stephen? Yeah. Or Bluntly. Let, let's call him Bluntly. That was his name in Second Life. Um in, and when they referred to themselves in real life, they would go, yeah, well, back in the real, I'm this. They've got their own little language from, from being yeah. it. Because you meet the Second Life creators, and they, they're in it sporadically. They didn't have too much to do with it. Because I didn't know anything about it other than, and they even show you a sketch of it from the American office. They showed Dwight yes. doing it, and that was quite funny. Um, well, bear in mind, by the year 20. 2009 there were 29 million users on there i mean it was incredibly successful yeah well i i sent my message i sent my mate a message yesterday and i said to him years ago did we get drunk and you were telling me about a virtual world called second life and the fact that your organization has set up a shop in there so people can come and view your product and she said yeah do you want to go to vegas But yeah, he was talking about this in 2008. Yeah. Like most of his companies had set up places in it. And he said to me, you need to get on there and create an avatar and make sure you're recognized because it's it's becoming a real thing. People were doing company meetings in there. Um, Authors were releasing books in there that they'd written in the real. (laughs) They were releasing them there. A band did a tour of all the cities in Second Life in the virtual world. So, do Which, you know when you? I mean, we could gig like that. We could go to Second Life. They made it. They made a game like that for the Xbox. It was horrific. You were literally, you were literally on a gong show, and you're in the audience until your time comes up, and then, like the avatar, and it was just kids going out and screaming the N word. Um, it was oh shit. Like an audience with anonymity is fucking horrific. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes Lord of the Flies. Yeah, well, which is interesting because they Second Life they set up an island and that was it, and you had the ability to create. So it says the first thing they did is got rid of all the trees and vegetation. So they destroy the environment in an instant. The humans, 
It's just yeah. at this point now they're fucking like voting on whether or not um, to invade the Muslim countries for more oil because they're running <laughs> out. Yeah, the lady on it who we follow the most, right? I mean, fair play to her, right? I think Rick, she was living your best life, Azri. This woman got yeah, Azri. She got to stay in her basement every day, smoke cigarettes, and play on a virtual game. Do you know? Basically, do you know what I loved about Azri? And earn a living from this, it my favorite thing about azri by far she didn't get out she did not get out of her pajamas for the camera crew i'm no, like even if you have fucking someone with a boom mic in your living room and you're still sat there in your pjs i'm like <laughs> fair fucking player there is no lying with you pet what the reason i thought she was like you rick was because the uh her alarm went off at six o'clock at night and she went i get up about six <laughs> fuck me it's rick look <laughs> I'm but so... what I got with her, she she kind of there was one point because she said she earned a living out of it, and you were like, "Fucking really?" And then she said she was earning six figures. Yes. And I was like, "No, you're not," because you're in a basement with. And I'm sorry. Yeah, you can say, but her her she wasn't wearing like the pajamas of somebody that earns six figures. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, where is all that money going? Well, I'll tell well, you what. The money was, there was going. A mistake, it's, the, well, it wasn't because. In 2009, $500 million was spent in there. Yeah, but it doesn't look like she got much of that money. That's what I'm saying. She's saying she's earning all this money from it, but then you're looking at her lifestyle and you're thinking you're still in a basement. And even even if you really love living at home, which I think she did, they kept talking about how yeah. her mother was a, a great chef and stuff. That, uh, that like even if you loved living at home that much, you would pimp the hell out of that basement. You wouldn't. And it, it, You're kidding. It, she had a round bed. She had. You a wouldn't round... leave anywhere where you had a re- round bed. No way. Jesus, mate. I mean, <laughs> we've just got different views of, of what we're <laughs> in a basement. I mean, here's the. Funny I'd still thing. be living you... with my dad if I had a round bed. You'd actually misheard that one. So she said. <laughs> Previously, she had earned six figures. Now she had oh. to find a way to make money and stay at home. So she, in her previous job. In her previous job. Figures. Then she was off on the sick. No, I, I understand. <laughs> off on the sick. <laughs> I can't come into virtual reality work today. No, I'm I mean, her previous well. job. Yeah, like They kept showing you like shots of her having fucking pills on the thing. She said she was ill off and on. So then when she was at home, she had to figure out a way, since she loved the game so much, to make money playing it. And now I think no, I, she I earns... took it she earned six figures from Satellite. That's, so. that's what I took. Because yeah. then what I thought was, was funny later on when because there's a bit in the documentary where there's another um avatar or another person who use it who starts uh like stealing all her stuff. Her creations. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then just giving it away stuff. giving yeah. it away for, for it was something about her system would crash. And it would come back with twice as much stuff. But it yeah. looked like it was about the documentary was about to get going. Like this is what That's it's what really about. Yeah, yeah. Like there's this guy, I forget what he was called, but it was like something fader. Race. Um, and His was name sti- was Race Kenzo. Wait, Race Kenzo, and he was stealing yeah. all the stuff. They were gonna take and then they just got the worst lawyer I have ever seen <laughs> in my life. Like Better literally. And he had all these photocopied printouts of like these weird pixelated uh, boots, kinky boots that she'd made. I was comparing them to other stuff that this guy had done. 
But then in in the in the final case, they won, but they won like five hundred and thirty three dollars. And it promised them to stop doing it. Yeah. Yeah, and but it set the legal precedent. Is what it set. He's yeah. a bloody good lawyer, right? Yeah, but it's five hundred and thirty-three dollars, and she's saying no. Like, but it's the precedent she's protected her creating rights within Second Life, because that's exactly when I thought the documentary started to get good, because it it was starting to become a legal drama, and I was like, oh yeah, this is like L.A. Law or Ali McBeal. This is going to be great. Yeah, for about the five seconds they did it, and yes. then it yeah yeah, <laughs> then oh, it went okay. back to just the bleak the bleakness. There was another bit that I really enjoyed when, because Steve and Amy actually do meet up and then Steve moves in with Amy, who they kind of gloss over what's happened with her husband because it sounds like he's literally just left. What I understood that she divorced or she started divorce proceedings with her husband and he started divorce proceedings with his wife. Because he lived in Canada and she lived in America. But Um, when Steve, Steve goes to visit her... It very much looks like the husband's literally moved out a couple of days beforehand because yeah. there's bits where they're going through stuff. And she's like, maybe we should put it in the garage. And he's like, don't you want to put it in the bin? <laughs> you're like, mate, chill out a little bit because it sounds like he's staying with a neighbour and you're just going to be burning his stuff. <laughs> but there's a brilliant bit when... <laughs> when they're doing the gardening. No, before the gardening. <laughs> that's, my the gardening. that's my favourite bit. But you, we'll when they... When you meet Amy's daughter and they're talking about how Amy's daughter doesn't really like Steve and it's all a bit kind of... And you kind of think, well, yeah, because he's a fucking creepy guy. Like, he, yeah. he looks just like his avatar. Yeah. And that's the best the graphics ever got in, in the documentary because he still looks creepy as an avatar and yeah. he looks exactly yes. the same. Yeah. But there's a really bit where they're talking about how she's kind of not like you, Steve, and you're kind of on her side. You're like, yeah, because there's a creepy guy who's come around and moved in with your mum, and like now they're in the basement having some kind of creepy stuff. Anyway, yeah. um, and then you think there's some hope for her, but then Amy kind of goes, oh, you know, it's really nice that my daughter's actually started playing her own online game. And it just cuts to her online game, which is just like this kid thing. But you just hear a daughter just go, and this is my penguin. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, no. So her mum's made, instead of being a parent, her mum's just farmed her off to a virtual world. I was yeah. Just, that pissed me off. It's horrible. Yeah. I, I thought for a get to know you between the new partner, which was a pretty quick switch around between, you know, Dad being there to this guy coming down from Canada and not stop touching your mom's ass in the kitchen, <laughs> fucking yeah. So to get and they play a game of Monopoly and what a game to meet the family because Monopoly, I would, <laughs> I'd be like, sorry, but I'm on the the waterworks. <laughs> and he's a real arsehole playing Monopoly. As Who well. isn't? Who you can't not be. A... He wants to destroy her, doesn't he? Did you ever hear the um the Monopoly tests they did? No. Uh, I heard this, it was on the Behind the Bastards podcast, so I'll just parrot that. It was fucking hilarious. So, so basically, they did a bunch of like controlled experiments involving Monopoly about how people react with money and what right. that changes their personality. And the best one is they let one person in a group of six just re- start with double money and get double money for whatever he gets. And they did like that with 10 different games. And whoever was the double money person 
they found that they would move their pieces a lot louder. They would crunch the crisps <laughs> they put out a lot more. And they would also claim that although they had a lot of money, they also used a lot of skill to win each and every single one of them, which is fascinating to how people with money fucking react in my experience. They're making it rain when yeah, they're, they're doing that. They're clicking oh. the chest going, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, dear, that's my... <laughs> We used to get a um, we used to get a big chunk of weed, me and my mate, and we would play Monopoly from Friday night until Sunday night. We would just wouldn't stop. We used to that take, was awesome. We used to take Mondays off and six form wow. to play it. We, we, we used to call it Monopoly Mondays. We used to take the afternoon off, have a game of Monopoly. Monopoly Mondays. <laughs> I mean, my 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 family had my family had money, so they just <laughs> and bought actual property. That, Monopoly, that was generally... you can only play Monopoly stoned it because it takes the edge off it. You're like, because when they're running a bit low on cash, you're like, here, mate, have a have a little bit of mine because you become all hippie-ish. But then, th- then it's just not the, the the kind of point. Like we, I'm I'm more excited about. I'd be more excited watching a, a documentary about you and your <laughs> mate playing Monopoly while getting stoned over a weekend than I was interested in watching these weird people. Just, just. It was. Just, it was so pretty depressing. big. But I do like a documentary that makes me feel better about my life. <laughs> That's. Yeah, it's 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 got that power. Is you just watching these people and they're making you feel better about. It was kind of like watching Hollyoaks in the nineties. You know, it just made you feel much better about yourself as it's a like person. When you when you meet what when you see some of them, and I just have to look at them and go, oh well, I don't have that much dandruff. I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> What about when we got introduced to the 11-year-old this girl is... who was created by, what was he, a 25-year-old man? And he had a, he had a fiancé. He, yeah, he was older he was than that. Late 20s, early 30s at least, I would say, yeah. And he is, because it, it, it starts off, it shows you the couple that got together. You say, that's weird, they got together and a thing. Then you see a girl who's selling shoes. You go, that's it. inventive. And he goes, I'm an 11-year-old girl. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's why his face is blocked out. I've got, I've got the quote. I've, this is one of the few bits that I wrote down. So he comes out and he says, my avatar is an 11-year-old girl. I have no idea how... Uh, um, idea she'd turn out like that um and then but it was just the fact he was saying that like he had no control he had no responsibility but it was just in a dark yeah. room <laughs> and i was just like my avatar is an 11 year old girl i have no idea how that happens but now i have to live in this dark room for the rest of my <laughs> life <laughs> i can't afford light bulbs i had to buy shoes for my 11 year old avatar yeah it's just a shame and the whole thing he's still living yeah. with his fiance. And I just imagine she got home and she knows that he plays this 11-year-old girl. Now he's got this documentary crew filming him. And just coming back home from work and just, you go into the living room, it's just like a dark room with your future husband just sat there going, and my avatar was an 11-year-old girl. <laughs> and you're just like, what the fuck is going is so on? I'm just going to shut the door. The best part of that sandwich. is because obviously his story develops, but... Um... He, his face is blotted out for anonymity for obvious reasons. But only it goes, for ninety percent of the the movie. I know, I know. Yeah, but, that but, he, he he does full frontals right later. His missus isn't. So yes. like, so yeah. anyone that knew him, because they, because obviously you find out what happened with them and why they probably made different decisions. But um, the idea that like is that 
Is that Chris from work? He says he plays. Is he an 11 year old kid? Oh, that's his wife. That's, 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 I remember from the Christmas party. Yeah. <laughs> what? But the way he talked about this 11 year old girl, you know, when you meet a, um, a comic who plays a character and they're like, yeah, I've created this character, you know, this is where you're big balls. And they talk about the character. Well, my character wouldn't do that. No, you're the fucking person. You are the character, you dickhead. That's he really spoke funny, about man. her as if he was the third person and she and she was a completely separate entity. She wasn't. She was an extension of him. Because and he that, didn't grasp that. That's the difference between me and you, Matt. I don't talk to character acts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're fucking weird. You sit yeah, in the yeah. corner of your stupid hat and see how it guns. <laughs> I love the fact Matt Matt turned into uh, some kind of like like nasty detective from the eighties. Go, but you're not. Yeah. You're not a character. It's yeah. you all along, wasn't it? <laughs> Just because you're wearing a wig, Rodney, doesn't mean we know what you've been. It up is to. a pound coin ticket. Yeah. It's a pound coin. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any of the pound coins left? No, because they and they discontinued. You can't do it now because they. They changed uh, the shape of the five pence piece. I like, I like it. Some people were being a lit, you know, doing dodgy like stuff. Like if you had them Love in the a little ideas. glass frame, you know, like you get those kind of like celebration mints that the royal family bring out <laughs> now and they go. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. you just yeah, have yeah. one of those with all your dodgy pound coins in the background. Some pesos you made out of card bottles. See, in the I just want, when we finally use Facebook advertising correctly, someone's going to be sat at home and go, it was him. The little bastard. <laughs> he destabilized the economy in the eighties. The little five fucker. years I got for trying to pass, pass off moody pound coins. <laughs> Looks like I'm going to end up in Ballstool no matter what I do. I'm going to Chokey. Um, you were going to talk about the gardening scene, weren't you, Rick? Oh, we'll get to that. That's that's towards the end because that's fucking hilarious to me. That that is on camera. A, I don't know why you do that shit on camera because you know what it's going to be like. And B, it is that is as real as it gets in terms of what you're seeing for reality. I fucking so let's get into it. So when he moves down into New York, he moves in with her and the daughter, and uh, they're doing gardening, and you can tell. He doesn't want to do gardening, all right? He wants to pl- he wants to play the computer for 22 hours a day. That's the guy yeah. you met online. And he's just like, no, this is delight." And she's going, why have you got an attitude problem? And he's like, I do have an attitude problem, right? These are fucking fine. It's done. And you can just see these little bits where he's snapping yeah. at her. Oh, what is it he fucking says? He says, he says why, why are you fucking grieving me? Stop fucking grieving yeah. me. Pick your fucking moments to grieve me. There's a boom mic in me face. <laughs> <laughs> like... And then he blames the kids for the plants not growing. He went, look, look at this, look at this. And he puts the plant in her face because the camera's in a weird spot. The camera's like in her face watching her reaction as he's stomping around. And and she's broken. You can tell her face, right? His words, they have destroyed her. Because he was nice as pie when he was a million miles away waiting to get his leg over. Now he's got his leg over. She's, She's seeing the real him. And that's yeah. the difference, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, sad. You know, and you it... can be nice on in a virtual world. I don't know. In real life, relationships are tough. I would have guessed from his character in the virtual world that I wouldn't have invited him to my New York house, into a house with my daughter. He was a weird... He was a weird guy. Do you see the bit when they were meditating? 
Yeah. And they're both yeah. sat there, and it's really funny. They go in to, the game, in, by the, the way. In the game. Yeah, in the so game. in the game, they go to some weird pond, and they're both sat there, and he's trying to say, you know, when 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 you when you kind of stretch your arms out, that's when you exhale, and then when you compress, you inhale. And he sat there, and it's just a pretty bit that he's kind of like, okay, should we strip down to our loincloths? And she... <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, he clearly pressed the buttons before yeah. he said it, because... Yeah. <laughs> and then she says, yeah, and then doesn't strip down to her loincloths. And she's wearing a ball gown, which I find really funny that they've got to like meditate, but she's just sat there in this ruby red ball gown. But then his clothes just disappear, and then it goes yeah. into some weird... Weird kind of like sex scene that they're yes. both really getting on off. Press X, press X, yeah, press X, X, I'm nearly but there. It's, oh, it's, oh, oh, it's horrible. Um, and, and yet that she thought that was going to turn out well. I mean. But she said about her husband, she said, yeah, my husband's really old fashioned. He doesn't like me spending all this time on the Internet. What, shagging other yeah. men? No, yeah. some people are like that, aren't they? They're just so old-fashioned. Dinosaurs are extinct for a reason. Yeah, this is the thing. They're blaming I'm, I'm going to start partners. getting self-conscious about our last play in Farmville. I'm like, who's <laughs> giving you them fucking bananas? <laughs> <laughs> but you can't blame the partners. Like, you've got the fiancé coming into a room and her, her, her fiancé's in a dark room with a film crew talking about him being an 11-year-old girl. And the other guy, I mean, is just coming down into his basement and his wife is just, like, having some kind of weird, like, sex scene of The Sims or something with some creepy yeah. Canadian guy. I mean... But the the second... Inter- so the first time you see them, they're in the airport. The second time, if you see in the background, like, that's the same trip he's down for. They're in, like, this seedy, cheating-on-my-husband motel is where yeah. they're in. And it's just, like... yeah. It, I know the marriage isn't working out, but did you have to do a documentary about cheating on me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, that's so true. Oh, wow. It's lucky that, you know, nobody's really watching it. I I, 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 I mean, you know, it's somewhere on Netflix. But, you you know, the Internet is a reasonably new thing. So to have 29 million users, you know, 11 years ago was... That was stratospheric. Yeah. This mm. thing was massive. IBM set up a shop there. Um, car companies did. They'd do fashion weeks there. You know, that Asri Falcone, she built an entire business building houses, high-end luxury houses, that would take her six to eight months to build. IBM, uh, sorry, Sun Microsystems hired her in real life to build part of the Las Vegas Strip yeah. In Second Life. I mean, it was huge. When that guy who makes the 11-year-old girl, who we have skimmed over just purely on how fucking creepy he is, like, she likes to go off and dance, and then you find out that there's a bunch of people who like to be make children on it and then be adopted, who are all males yeah. doing it. And then... Uh, when he what watches he... this documentary and it in this in Asri Falcone's like, yeah, six figure income, yeah. I've built Las Vegas. And he's just <laughs> like, Oh, I like to dance. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is he gets he knows he's addicted, right? So he's a He's at your level of addiction, Rick, right? He's when it, when it does the bit of him playing and the time go- counts down, I'm like, that's that's nothing. He hasn't even had to shout at a beagle while he's taking a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, he becomes a suicide bomber in the game. 
Oh, it's crazy. To get himself banned. And he said, yeah, they only banned me for a couple of days. I wanted them to ban me for a week. Turn your fucking computer off, mate. It's just pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. And like you said, he he reverts, he, he, he refers to his character as a separate entity going, she's decided to do this. Yes. You know, I she has decided to put on these thigh-high stockings and go and dance around the creepy area of Second Life. <laughs> yeah, she's decided to become a... She would um she would get a machine gun and go into the discotheques where she was dancing and go and start killing people. Uh, yeah. What? It's a terrible <laughs> game. That is the thing. It is a terrible, terrible game. There was, seems nothing well, fun about it. It's not a game, is it? That, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. thing. Yeah, that, that was their the selling thing. point, wasn't it? They were like, well, it's not a game. It's life. I mean, well, it's not. Because it, the bloke who did the nicking, right? The bloke who stole um, the creations of Asri Falcone. He is the character from the World of Warcraft episode of South Park as well. Yes. Right? Like, when they yeah, show yeah. you his avatar to him, he is fucking hilarious. But, but you think he's a bit of a dick, right? Because in real life, his name is Thomas Simon. Now, I'm not normally a fan of people who have first names as surnames right because they're dicks but he said something quite what i tell you right? once we get near, near an hour he's, he's not a happy <laughs> who are people called fucking thomas <laughs> why am i not in bed yet you pricks <laughs> no his name is thomas simon that's his surname it's right. a fucking surname it's a first name and basically he was the guy who was nicking all the stuff from asri falcone but his response was when they said look you've stolen her creations in second life and his response was, they can say whatever they want to say, but it's a video game. <laughs> <laughs> That's his entire defense. I can't steal something in a video game. And they prove that, yes, he can, because it's got a, it belongs to someone because they put time into creating. Well, he said, he, he said it was, it was to do with similar kind of laws for photographical works of art. And then it also, he said, it was also to do with uh, print because essentially, if you're zeros and ones, therefore you're programming, and there's some programming, and because the programming is written out, therefore you'd be, um, you know, you'd be adhered to the same copyright, um, or yeah, as um, it protects her all her stuff from here on in, basically. So she's over the moon, so she can carry earning her potential six figure salary, yeah, which may not be the case. But she was clearly earning money. I got fear for Nazri. I got a lot of time for Nazri. Out of anyone, yeah, that's like the only Nasri. one that I would ever want to be in a room with. Yeah, she yeah. came across well because she was genuinely quite sweet, and that's what she really wanted to do. And there was that they didn't seem. She was a nice yeah, person. Yeah, there didn't seem to be any kind of creepy, and also she didn't really hurt. There wasn't anybody else getting hurt in in her setup, you know. Um, her family. Yeah. The most upset was her brother, who had to go to work in the morning. Um, <laughs> and he was the only one who was wasn't earning a six-figure yeah, salary. So you know, sometimes I get upset. I've got to go for twelve hours um, to work and clean snow off my fan and stuff. But that was as bad as it got for somebody. Whereas every other, yeah. well, the other two in it, they they were they were seriously fucking up some people around them. Um, and I think that's quite sad. Yeah. Exactly. The bloke who created the eleven-year-old girl, he ends up splitting up from his she missus. Him. She, she, she dumps him, right? And you see the dumping. That and chat on the bridge. It's quite nice. That chat on the bridge when she dumps him. You're like, like, you go, girl. You go. He seems like such a pedantic nightmare because they're on the bridge and 
he's kind of joking and kind of skipping. You, you, you've been there in a relationship where, you know, they want to have a serious chat and you're like, ah, da, 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 and then she corners them on the bridge. And then, um, yeah. And he, he then talks about his second life character, how you're not ready for it. And, he, and she went, no, I'm not, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I tried to tell you about I'm never going to be ready for you. Uh, yeah, it was. And, but he's like, no, you don't, not, that doesn't define me. I define me. And it's just like, uh... Yeah, she... sure. <laughs> but then he he does a thing in it as well, doesn't he? Where he decides that he's going to delete her account, and then he plays for like the last twelve hours. She gets to DJ at a nightclub, and he ends up in some weird house with beach balls everywhere because that's one of his fantasies. And someone went, "I can make that happen. See, I mean, I'll make I a beach ball it. making machine and put it in my house. Come yeah. on round." Why didn't he do that at before? This moment, it's not that hard, surely. I know, I know. It's it was just dumb as fuck. But my uh, for me for this documentary to be amazing, I would have been like, he turns out to be an undercover officer and is just rounding up these almost definite paedophiles, and everyone that comes to the final deletion of this eleven-year-old character he identifies as just gets put on a fucking register that moment. Yeah, yeah I mean. Eleven basements get raided. Right, then his story yeah. gets really sad, and you kind of go, "Oh, oh, so that's why he was an eleven-year-old girl because he was abused as a kid." You're like, yeah. "Oh, his dad took his oh, PlayStation feel... off him." Yeah, <laughs> that's proper abuse. That is. I just, I don't know. But that's. I, I couldn't connect to him or any of the other fuckers. And... But that's what I didn't like about it as well. Is that you? You create this documentary where there's not a lot going on. There's a weird guy that thinks he's an 11-year-old girl, or that's what he's doing online, and we all react in a way as an audience would that that's fucked up, that's really creepy. And then just at the end, they bring out the fact that he was abused as a child. And then you kind of just feel kind of terrible. Like, you've been judging this guy for the whole thing, laughing at him, going, what a loser, and then you find that out, and then you're like, oh, well, that somehow explains it, and now I feel terrible. Where, whereas other girls kind of running her own business and stuff, that like I say, there was no. She was just having a good time, and they they presented that from the start to the end when she's in Vegas with friends. Um, I didn't I didn't like the director for doing that. I don't like it when directors kind of have some massive reveal at the end that makes you kind of feel awkward or uncomfortable about about some of the thoughts that you were having earlier. About I find it dishonest filmmaking. If that makes sense. What? Because he made you well, feel bad about not, giving the geezer he's not, shit. He's not giving you. How did you feel during the usual suspects? <laughs> <laughs> well, Shawshank. He was digging the whole time, and I, I feel like he's bad in jail in all this time. <laughs> no, but it's it's like it's. No, it's just it's just a cheap it's a cheap trick they do, <laughs> and I think you know it's. Um, I mean, you knew something was going on with him, um, but then the other thing was he deletes that character, obviously because he thinks his fiance. It doesn't delete the character. He kills an eleven-year-old oh, well. girl <laughs> in Second Life. Yeah, <laughs> he murders an eleven-year-old girl, which is girl. pretty bad, um, right? But then. Like, he's obviously done it so he's, because he thinks his fiance is going to leave him. And then she obviously leaves him anyway. And then within like what seems like a few hours, he set up another one. But this time it's like an 11-year-old boy. Um, and that, yeah. that I found quite 
quite strange as well. In 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 terms of he's got a fixation on being a child, but then there there was another really weird bit that they did with the child one, where all the avatars that are children that have been set up by uh, grown people because you have to be you have to be a grown up to play on Second Life, don't you? So all the children in Second Life yes. mm-hmm. are adults in the real world. Um, but then they had a weird one where they all went off to get adopted. Like, can you remember that bit? And yeah. then there's so there's like yeah, avatars yeah, that yeah. adopt, like somebody like Amy yeah. and Steve's couple would adopt, like the eleven year old girl. I don't, that's I mean, bizarre. That, there's a relationship with a little, enough stress in it yeah. without adding a child. <laughs> well, the weird thing is that eleven year old boy. It's now ten years later, so now they're legally old enough to drink because they'll be twenty one yeah. now. So is he doing that in Second Life now? Is he going around getting hammered and being an arsehole in the bar? Well, that's and... that's why I thought he was deleting his eleven-year-old character. She was about to turn twelve. Yeah, because like, <laughs> that... he was like, "No, this is the anniversary of of that creation." Is, that is well, that's possibly true, Rick. That's what it is. I mean, I've got a feeling that you don't really age in in Second Life. It's just in the real world. But mate, mate, <laughs> I'm almost certain. You, I'm almost certain you don't grow. Yeah. Up, maybe that they way. don't age because a lot of them are in basements and they're not getting exposed to light. You know, maybe in the real world, you know, they're fine. They've all got vitamin D deficiencies for a start, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then sadly, that, that Amy chat and on Steve the bridge. Just quickly, that last thing, that chat on the bridge when when they they don't really nothing you can make sense of, but they're clearly not happy at the solution of it. Do you know what I mean? When uh, it's the eleven year old girl guy and the missus who had her face on it the whole. <laughs> Even way. that sounds wrong. It's oh, the eleven year old girl. Yeah, because what he's doing is fucking wrong. <laughs> and wrong, uh, yeah. but I that was the one of the few points I identified. I could imagine being in that chat and being like. But if I used more width and got more balls into the box, because <laughs> there's a moment when he switches it back to second life, she's like, I've, I, I, I give up on this fucking yeah, idiot. I I've can't. Done. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, and then, then there's... I, Amy and um, Blancy, they, they, they split up. Because the way they do that is really funny. Oh, it's, I thought that was heartbreaking. So they, uh, the way they do it, because they do a Skype chat with Steve, and he's just like, "I've had to move back due to visa and employment <laughs> issues." Politics, it's all politics. politics. You know what it's like. And then it you know. cuts to uh, Amy. Is it Amy? She's called. Yeah, yeah. And Amy goes, good. "He's a piece of shit. He's fake. <laughs> he just left." Yeah, yeah. She's really and, upset uh, as well, which I, I found, you know, that was the touching moment. Here's for me. the thing. What, to, to quote Amy, what she actually said was, he said it's off. He wasn't trying to stay together. He went off to fucking India. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. Yeah, he fucked off to India and left her. Wow. But they did say there isn't clutter in real life. I thought, That's it. These people are fucking minimalists that haven't found it yet. But it, it reminded me a little bit because they have the argument when they garden. But they do actually have an argument in the Second Life world where he takes her to some utopia. Somebody's built some utopian um, island or something oh, like she that. Wasn't allowed and she yeah. tries, she's like, oh, this is great. I'm going to fly up and see what happens. And she first obviously press her F key or whatever it is to fly. And she can't fly. And he's like, no, no, they've turned off like flying abilities here. Probably because you, so you can appreciate it properly and walk around, you know, like like when your parents move to TV out of the living room when you're younger for a week so you can appreciate life. But she just has a proper strop that she can't fly. 
And I just thought that was kind of a mirror to the gardening thing as well. Like, they didn't get on online. <laughs> they didn't get on in, in the real world. I didn't get that he'd gone to India, though. Like, yeah, she said he's gone to yeah. India. He, and he is the exact sort of prick you'd meet in India. There's a lot of pricks like that you'd meet in India. I've spent time in India, so there you go. Enough said on that one. Um, he was a sign manufacturer in his job. What a fucking wow. dickhead. Uh, See, what I tell you, I've watched that 104 for the hour. Mark gets angry. He gets oh, angry. He, but he was a cock, right? He was just Oh, a he was cock. an absolute just, cock. He didn't, because he wouldn't, he Dished wasn't his just family, rude to her. cheated on his wife. Yeah. He cheated on his wife. He was rude to her. But more importantly, he was rude to her kid. And she let that happen. And I can't, mm. sorry, you, that that's not on. She, you, you can't. You when you saw the kid playing her you're penguin You're allowed game. to be rude to your kid, right? But you can't be, let other, some other prick be rude to your kid. That's your job. When you saw the kid playing the penguin game, you just half thought like, oh God, is this penguin going to be a suicide <laughs> bomber? What's this fucking penguin doing? <laughs> but but anyway. the penguin get a different parent in that virtual reality world? Because her, her real life parent was shit. Yeah. Can All someone right. else be my parent, please? Here's a funny thing I, I've just realised, because um, we, we were watching this because I had watched the documentary. It was actually a different documentary about Life 2.0 that I had watched. <laughs> 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 that A few years but, back. So no, we watched no. the wrong one. So me and Johnny suffered. We watched the because... shit one, and you... you... Yeah. I don't know. I actually think this one was probably a little bit better. I think, I think a few okay. of them were in that one. But I remember there was another guy that wasn't in this and another couple. Because it was like, there was a one where there's a husband actually watching his wife do the sex scenes what? in the room. Yeah, there's oh, another. Man. And he's just like, in a holding hand, he's just like, yeah, well, I got to take the kid to school, you know, there's nothing you can do. And she's just there 22 hours a day, just like banging someone else on a game in front of him. Like, um, yeah. So but this she's not wasn't even... him, is she? She's just pressing the F for fuck key. That's yeah, yeah. The, the different the, the difference between that couple and everyone else cheating on 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 Second Life is those two uh, had disposable income, yeah. <laughs> so they could meet up yeah. and do it. But I, I must admit, I did learn a lot watching it, and I did genuinely think, you know, there but for the grace of God go I, because I think if I didn't have a job where I worked in IT and I was looking at a screen for 12, 15 hours a day. I probably would have got a computer and ended up being one of those people. I thought you were, were so, um, one of those people. You're, you're <laughs> the one in this Johnny, podcast. Yeah. That, well, you look, you look like you're in a basement right now. Like, whereas me... What? But you do, out of all of us. Like, Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, generally, people won't understand this because they're listening to the podcast. <laughs> but we're, we're doing a video call, and Ricky's in a Chesterfield. I'm in my room. But you look distinctly like you're in a garage, like basement somewhere. I've got a rocking. There's a rocking chair there and a whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's what. You don't. Actually. You don't. You, that's the thing with Johnny. You don't see the uppercuts coming because he sounds so adorable. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, see, exactly. The thing is with Matt, he looks like he should be under a fucking bridge. So he's like, what? What did he just fucking say? You said it was the month of cold. I'm just making it the month of. I've just turned up. Just, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cold, cold classic month, and let me tell you, that is a lesson learned. I am never naming another month again because this is yep. this has been mo- the most stress of the documentary so uh, of the podcast so far. What? 
Rick did that when he uh, he said, hey, look, we're on lockdown. There's another lockdown coming. We'll release two a week. And I went, okay. And then I had to force him to record more. Oh. I got He's sent like, a no! spreadsheet. We, we, are, we are up to date. This comes out next October. We've got that many <laughs> recorded. <laughs> Like, like, no. like, you have no idea of Matt Will's work ethic. A podcast, you do it once a week, and it's kind of, I don't know, it just comes out. No, we, we, we've got, like, we're up to date until, I think it's like February Jesus now, is it? Yeah, well, th- this will come out on Wednesday the 20th of January. So when COVID's killed off all civilization, everybody's dead. These podcasts will still be coming out. <laughs> well, the people yeah. who the people who played Second Life aren't going to get no. COVID, <laughs> so, they are, <laughs> so they, they are going to become a larger section of, of they, our they target are audience. Our future, but... basically, is what you're saying. They Jesus. are those in the Dungeons and Dragons folk. Right. Well, let's um, let's score this one up and let's walk away with our head held high. Then, Rick. All right. I'm giving this one a fun three. What are you giving it, Matt? I'm going to give this a a miserable two. Miserable two. It's because we did it, it late. It, no, it upset me. I really. I, what part I, of it upset you? I mean, the eleven-year-old girl thing was fucking disgusting. But um, what what? I know I should be more shocked by the fact he became eleven-year-old girl. But what shocked me the most about him was the fact that he had a London transport tube yes. in his hall. I'm sorry. What the fuck's up with that? Yeah, I thought that was a fucking red flag and a half. And I don't know why I thought that was weirder than becoming an eleven-year-old girl. Um, but yeah, it just—it really upset me. I felt for those people, and I guess I should give it one extra point because it made me feel something. So um, no, you're fine. But I'm not, but I'm not be, gonna. You're gonna and Johnny, a... if you was if you was gonna be scoring it out of five, I out of five. How much yeah. did you give it, Rick? A three. You gave it a three. I was about to give it a four because I thought it was out of ten. It was out of five. Let, let me tell you something, Johnny. This is this is this is this is chapter one for you for reviewing documentaries. We have watched a one about minimalism. Now, if you think there was anything in that to talk about, <laughs> spoiler alert: the fucking was not. At least you the, see some crackboards. The best thing about that, though, there's there's a new minimalist documentary coming out. I'd probably be with Matt. I I give it a two. I did think it, it made you feel a little something and, you know, it was an insight into, like Matt said, like, regardless of what we all think about it, it's huge. Like, it's massive. Yeah. There's people that are really, really, they, they all seem to be American, but they're really into it. They're having a good time. Now, 60% of its users are European now. But I don't think... And it's got 600,000 people on it now. I, I don't think it warranted mm. an hour and a half of my life. Oh, that was, that like, was longer I, I think than they could I have done the whole thing in 15 minutes like you know right that that would have been that would have been it for me so yeah yep. a two i reckon fair enough i mean it's okay. lucky it's locked down i didn't have anything else to do otherwise i'd probably be, <laughs> i'd probably be quite pissed off with you rick to be honest well, wait. <laughs> anyway, the weird thing don't. is when i was watching it i was pissed off with johnny because i thought johnny chose it I was sitting there watching oh. it going, fucking Johnny, and he cost me £3.49. What a prick. <laughs> Johnny wanted to do the four-part series of the Unibomber, so get fucked on time duration. Yeah, that's that's true. That would have been... We could have watched the whole of the Unibomber, and then, you know, the first 15 minutes is one episode, and then the other 50, you know, something like that. We didn't just have to watch something boring for an hour and a half. That's that's my I... honest review of it. It's very okay. honest review. 
This is what this is what holds you back, Johnny. It's your fucking attitude. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, so, Johnny, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, you are yeah. always welcome, Johnny. You're Listen, just, a, just you're a breath of fresh air to be around. Just and, uh, yeah, just no, just you are. To, I quite like you. Just to humanise this weird-sounding guy, he is fantastic. If you want to see him live, um, go to One Off Comedy on Facebook. And um, sorry, he's, pull- <laughs> he's pulling an awful face at me now. I don't like this. He is pulling an awful face. Uh, <laughs> this is never going to work on the radio, Johnny. That's the problem. Ricky. Fucking attitude. Ricky. Just say something oh, nice just, about me, Mickey. We can, we can just delete this so we can go. All right. So, listen, hey, thanks very much for doing this, Johnny. It's been a pleasure. And uh, we'll we'll have a chat about whatever the next emergency is. Okay. Well, cool. Well, it's been it's been really nice to see what you two have been doing during lockdown. I have to don't say, make it sound like we're some weird hobby like Second Life. <laughs> this mean, is a thing. <laughs> this is no different than Second Life. It's this is content. Popular. This counts. This is- this is this is this is what I'm going to buy people for for birthdays and Christmases if I don't like them. I, like, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I don't want. I don't... <laughs> I, I, it's I, another I... podcast, Auntie Mary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be I'll be honest. This podcast is 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 marginally better than the documentary you made. I've got. No, it's been really nice. It's been no, that's fun. That's a good quote. That is a good quote. Um, Johnny, marginally underscored. <laughs> What was that? Can we do like another podcast? Just me and Rick. We just have it out. We should. We should do. <laughs> is, we should do the bridge scene. We should do the bridge scene six, with us. Sixty-six car. Sixty-six will, car journeys in the making. This chat has been. There will do some gardening. I'll be like, "Why are you fucking grieving me, Rick?" <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> them. Them. Her gardening reminded me of Johnny tipping down wires of me and me standing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, I gotta go quickly. But listen, okay. thank you very much for doing this, Johnny. That is really no, funny. No, you're welcome. Yeah, it's thanks, fun, Johnny. Guys. Um, uh, follow us on all the normal social media stuff, and thank you very much for downloading this episode. If you want to get in touch, all the normal channels: email, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Thank you very much. Goodbye. <laughs> Oh,